Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, Ocean's 8 steals away the box office. But how did Hereditary do? Especially what did we all think about it? We'll tell you all that and more next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Wow. Oh boy. Look at that. Oh boy. The box office isn't just hot. So is this studio. <laughs> On this episode of Box Office Breakdown, yeah. look at this, four people strong, or three and a half, hey, depending green, on how Neil's doing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Of course, as always, you know, this is a show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we... <coughs> oh. Beautiful. About the box office that lie ahead. I'm Frank Moran. And I'm Carrie Link. I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. And I'm Neil Plumley. And that's uh, sexy voice. That's right, uh, look at that. Uh, <laughs> listen up, folks. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Neil. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and making sure you can hear that voice and look at that sexy face. Is none other than Anthony in the he's, booth. He's uh, giving me a run for my money right now, but uh, yeah. I got you, Neil. I got you. Okay. <laughs> look at that. Uh, and it was folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're there, why don't you give it a thumbs up or two thumbs up, three, four, however many thumbs up you have available. Go ahead and do that. And we're going to have the chat up and running, so feel free to share your thoughts about any movies you've been seeing or these w- movies we'll be talking about in particular. But of course, Carrie, if they're watching after the show stream live, you can comment down below. Look at that. Just that easy. But you guys did comment a lot on the last one, which is good. I don't know. You fluctuate. Sometimes you all are really chatty, which is great. And other times everybody's like, no. But yeah. Well, we want to see your comments. Before like we, we got dive our live chat right there. Our boy, Neil Plumley, been a little under the weather, been <laughs> occupied. <laughs> <laughs> but you're back. We've missed you. Thanks. How have the movies been for you lately? Listen, <clears throat> I'm a little bit under the weather, but I had to play catch up. Because the summer's on a tight schedule. You know, coming up next weekend. What do we have next weekend? Jurassic World? Incredibles. 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 And then tag after that. as well. Mm-hmm. And Tag and Jurassic World after that. And it just keeps going and going and going. And it doesn't stop until like August. So this was the heaviest week for me because last week Upgrade came out and I missed it. I had plans to see it, but they fell through. Um, and this week it was three movies that I wanted to see. Hotel Artemis, Ocean's 8, and Hereditary. I missed Hotel Artemis because I wanted to play catch up with Upgrade, so I saw three movies this weekend. Oh, man. It was great. Well, look at that. Uh, well, before we jump into our top five, real quick, because I know Upgrade came out last week. Uh, it didn't do as well as we had hoped in terms of the box office performance, but as a film in itself, what did everybody think that had, hadn't seen it since last week? Damn. Fantastic. Damn. Damn. God damn. It had... It had everything you wanted. It had a twist that wasn't a twist. Mm-hmm. Like the twist that you saw coming that wasn't the actual twist. I was talking about that after the movie. I'm like, sweet, great, awesome. I'm glad because when it started off, I was like, oh, well, that's the twist. And then that happened. I'm like, yeah, see? And then the other thing happened. And I was like, oh, damn. Okay. You get your little switcheroo on me. Gotcha. Like the film did a good job of like, if you've watched a lot of those kind of genre films, Throwing you red herrings about oh, what yeah. you think the twists are going to be. Yeah. And like, oh, okay, that person I was talking to at the beginning, they're going to be the, oh, guess what? Yeah. Uh, what, I, I, what I love, though, I actually really enjoyed this movie. Uh, very, very, Whoa. Yeah, I can really, really enjoy it. Right? Baby. We were 
Look at that. Uh, Logan Marshall Green, though. I'll give a shout out to him. His performance, mm. especially nice. in those action sequences. We were just talking about that phenomenal. beforehand. Mm-hmm. I, was oh. saying, I was saying to Amy beforehand, an actor can, there, there's certain actors who can and cannot take to choreography very well. He obviously can. But not only that, he took to choreography that was very robotic and very original from the neck down. And then yes. the neck up was just all acting. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Unbelievable yeah. shit. Before this movie, I thought I was calling him like, you know, uh, discount um, Tom, Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. No longer. No. He's, <laughs> he is not. Nope. He is the real deal. He's the real deal. Yeah. He's got an work. upgrade. Oh. oh that was or there's like parts where, depending on like how much he's doing stuff, like, yeah, his, the posture is so specific mm-hmm. and it's visually so entertaining to watch yeah. it. And comedic, too. Like, so much comedy that you're like, what? Did you enjoy the comedy and action? I did. I, I did. You know what I didn't enjoy, though, was that, that car that uh, the wife has. What? Yeah, that Atrocious. That was, a, that was an ugly car. Atrocious. It was an ugly car. I kind of liked it. Laser. Yeah. I liked it. Well, especially that it was all like gold encased, yeah. and you're like, oh. yeah. That I reminds me why I don't want an autonomous car. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just that it will uh, get hacked, and then or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, only time that'd be good is like if you're really tired or if you're intoxicated or something. Then you shouldn't drive. But then but... you get an Uber or Lyft, yeah. not sponsored. That's true. You know. Yeah, that 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 was a very fun time at the movies mm-hmm. watching that. Yeah. Yes. So I'm uh, not disappointed in that at all. Uh, but let's get into the top five. And talk about a film that I was a little disappointed by. Coming in at number one, Ocean's 8 from Warner Brothers, 41.5 million. Has, <laughs> thank you, Anthony. It does have the distinction of having the, the biggest opening weekend of any of the Ocean films. Oh. But The uh, ladies one did it. There you yeah. go. All right. Neil, you saw it? I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I really, I, actually, I really liked, um, what's her name? Aquafina. Mm-hmm. She, was, she was fun. I didn't really know what to expect from her. But. I liked how she brought like a lot of levity to each scene that she was in, so I really appreciated that. Um, I thought the beats moved a little jaggedly around uh, the middle of the second act, and then at the end, the little like surprise reveal at the end, I was a little let down by because I'm like, that's more work. It took four people to do it, and y'all shouldn't have cut in everyone else. You should have just yep. done that for you. So that was like, okay. Also, it would have been cool if that was part of it. Because it was already like a little bit of a, I mean, it's very complicated, sure. But the way that they were all prepared for it, I'm like, that's kind of like an easy heist. That, that was my one thing about this whole film is that it just felt too easy. I love a good heist film. But it just felt there was even, I mean, at the end, you know, you go into watching these films that they are, they're going to face some ad- adversity. But in the end, of course, you know, they're, hero, they're the you know, quote unquote heroes of the film. So they're going to come through. But it's the fun of seeing how they can pull this off, mm-hmm. even all the obstacles that get thrown at them. And I just never felt like that sense of, like, they were ever on the ropes at all during this. And so mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, they, they were, you know, the performances were really nice, you know, but I just the story and the, the lack of real suspense to this mm-hmm. was just kind of disappointing to me. Amy, I haven't it? seen it. Oh, you watched Ocean's Eleven. I like that in the ladies didn't get to it. <laughs> I, I and I really wanted to, but I, li- I had no time. But. Uh. A spoiler, Say, oh, not spoiler. Oh, it's I like, didn't know what you were. Five. I thought you were doing talk me to the too. hands. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm sorry, I didn't have time either. That I was like, same. Okay. I wanted to, but I did do a little bit of research because I hadn't seen any Ocean's wow. movies at all. What did you think of Ocean's Eleven? Ocean's Eleven. It was interesting. It was kind of fun though, with uh, just everyone popping up. That you're like, oh, hey, Topher Grace. What? 
Julia Roberts. I literally, I had never seen it, didn't know anything except, you know, George Clooney and Brad Pitt. So it was fun. So I'm getting there. No, all right. Well, there, there's a conversation between uh, Debbie and Lou, played by uh, uh, Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett, kind of like midway through the film, when uh, Debbie's kind of let loose of like what her other like con within the con is happening. And they come, they, they really have a, like a different set of opinions about what they want to do. And then that just gets tossed. Yeah. And you're like, huh? Wait, this was such a, to be such a sticking point for Lou mm-hmm. to then just get cast away at the end. I'm like, all right, why do we even have this moment in the film? Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It's it's not a terrible film, but it's also just not as much fun as you would hope it would be. See, I still no. had a good time. N- Neil didn't. He was sick. Guys. Most Listen people I know who've seen it have been enjoying it saying, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Carrie, does that affect anything like for you going into the movie now that I we haven't seen it? I want to see it anyways. Uh, I still want to anyways, and as long as generally people say fun, I'm like, Sounds great. That's what I want. I want my movie generally entertaining in some way, shape, or form. Either, you know, which we'll get to that in a second of another movie. Oh, bring it. <laughs> would you, Neil, after this, would you want to see a, another film in this series? Mm-hmm. I would. Would you? I would want to. Hmm, interesting. I would partly want because, to. Partly because um, the Ocean's Eleven cameos were fun. There was only like one. It was two. Oh, yeah. One and a half, I guess. Well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How can it be? But they're fun. Uh-huh. I liked them. Yeah. Especially the first one. I was like, that, that fits. Yeah. But, yeah. but even, like, well, I mean, we see, if you've seen the trailer and stuff, you know that, you know, Sandra Bullock, especially Danny Ocean's dead in this film. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he is, who knows if not. You have to watch the film and find out. That, where that goes, it's just kind of like, huh, okay. Mm. Sure. Mm, whatever. All I'm right. pumped. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still pumped. Like my level of excitement is the same. I no, there are movies that I hate. This is not a movie that I hate. This is a movie that I just walk out and kind of go, just like I wish it had been better. Mm. Uh, coming in number two, what a great way to segue from that. Uh, coming in number two, Solo, a Star Wars story, hey. made another fifteen point one million dollars. Neil, you've been sick all this time that we've had this hot Solo mm-hmm. talk and the state of the Star Wars franchise. What are your thoughts about where Solo is now? And the state of the Star Wars franchise. You mean like financially? Financially and just like where it's going in the future. Well, I I like how a lot of people make a big deal about how it hasn't really made Star Wars money. Come on. It's the first May release since for Star Wars movies since 2005 with uh, Revenge of the Sith. And Mm -hmm. I guess you could argue... A summer release with the Clone Wars animated one. It was August 10th in 2008. Those were the last two, like, summer-ish releases for Star Wars movie. Everything else has been December, where it's vacant. There's nothing going on there. It's Oscar season. Like, there aren't really a lot of big movies there. And Star Wars carved out space for themselves and have been putting a movie there every year for the last, what, four or five years? So this is the first one that hasn't had uh, a December release. So when you're stacking it up against those movies, it's going to be unfair just by default because there's already other summer blockbusters coming out. We've had Deadpool 2 to worry about. Um, maybe someone wanted to go see Rampage again. <laughs> but there's Is that a, you, Neil? Is that you just sharing your thought? It could have been. You know what I But I think I feel like if people are trying to compare it to... Um, even like Rogue One, 
It's not a numbered movie. It's another sort of side story. Mm-hmm. Rogue One came out in a in a barren landscape of no like big movies. There's probably the one other blockbuster at the time when that movie came out. Solos had to deal with like three, four, maybe. So the fact that it hasn't done financially as well as other Star Wars movies is not that all surprising to me. And I don't think it should be surprising to other people as well. And I think if people are trying to make a big deal out of it, they're kind of missing the point. Um, as far think- as the movie went, in my opinion of it, I think I think it was fine. I think it was good. I liked it. Um, There's a couple problems that I had with... Uh, what's her name? Ray? Is that her name? No, Kira. 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 Sorry. Ray. It's all right. All the Star Wars okay. ladies kind of look alike. And they, all have, about they that. all have a one syllable, three-letter name. Yeah. Um, with an I. Um, or an A. Um, but Kira, I liked her, but I felt like she was too wishy-washy. She should have stuck to a direction. She should have either been super in love, or feigning love for Han Solo, or she should have been like completely against and back with him. I felt like she was sort of against it and then leaned into it a little bit in the closet and then like didn't and then she twisted. And I was like, see, that's where it doesn't stick. If you're hard the whole time and then you make that and then you like have a heartfelt moment with him, then you win us over and then you can cut us off, which is great. Or if you're with him the whole time and then he cut us off, that's still okay. But because she was wishy-washy, her little like um, her little character arc at the very end mm. sort of just fell on slightly deaf ears. Well, as you're saying, the, the other Star Wars films have been previously released during the holidays at the mm-hmm. end of the year. Do you think Lucasfilm made a mistake putting it in the summer? Or do you think if they're going to try to make some kind of beachhead in the summer marketplace, they have to try with something and why not start it with this film? That's, what, that's exactly why. Because... 20th Century Fox is going to be starting to release Avatar movies in 2019, which is next year. And they're all in December. And it's going to be 2019, 2020, and then I think it's 2022 and 2023. So 2021 is the only mo- the only December where they don't have it. And that might those movies might not do well domestically because of all the backlash that the first one had with its plot and how it's very derivative and all that. But internationally, it's going to destroy. It is. It's not. It's not going to not make billions of dollars overseas, especially since the Asian market has almost doubled, or maybe not doubled, maybe increased by like a fourth or so since two thousand nine when Avatar came out. There's so much more money that people are going to spend at movies around the world in different markets, and Avatar's going to eat it up. It just. It's going to. So I think you're right. I think they tried to create a beachhead. I think they're trying to carve out more space in the summer because. Um, they sort of maybe they see Star Wars starting to lose a little steam. It's still a juggernaut for sure, but it's not the Force Awakens each time. That was insane amount of money, and it still didn't even get close to beating Avatar. It was like six hundred million dollars short or something globally. So I think you're right. Yeah, I think it's a beachhead. I think they're trying to carve out a lot of space in the summer, like they have with uh, with Marvel movies, and now even Marvel is starting to shift more towards like late winter. With uh, Black Panther carved out its own space in February. And Captain Marvel is going to be doing the same thing this year coming up. Mm-hmm. So I think they're trying to take everything except for fall, which is DC. DC releases are usually around fall and winter, which I think everyone's moving out of the way for Avatar. Interesting. Yeah, that's why we need Neil Pumley on the show. That insightful analysis. Look at you. Look at you. What can I say? It's not just a voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
did the dice shot annoy you at the beginning of the movie? Which one? The dice shot. Not really. really? I mean, I understood that it had to happen. <sighs> because because they played it up so much in um Last Jedi. In the Last Jedi. Yeah. I was like, well then they have to. They're stuck with it. It's not I don't even remember that, but so it didn't it's a bother force. me. <laughs> and did you need to know how he got his name? That was a little bullshit, I gotta say. Aww. That was a little bullshit. Yes. I wish he would have just no, said his name. What's your name? Uh, Han Solo. Cool. Let's move on. Let's just go to the next scene. I know that a lot of people had a problem with him getting his blaster. I did not have a problem with that at all. Because I was just played very much in the moment. Just yeah, we're moving yeah. on. We're not dwelling on it. Yeah. But, but to put like, such a... Like, what's uh, he going to do? Walk down? What's he, Indiana Jones? He's going to go into a secret tunnel and be like, oh, this is the legendary blaster <laughs> <laughs> that the nerds have approved? No. GTFO. He got a blaster from a dude. That's his blaster. Yeah. Move on. Uh, coming in at number three, Deadpool 2 from Fox, another $13.65 million. And number four, uh, the film that was the subject of our box office bet, Hereditary. Fui, fui, fui. <laughs> $13.037 million. Uh, with that bet, Amy Cassandra Martinez, I believe he came in at $12 million for that baby. Really? Yes. You Some, bet 12. I bet 11. I think Sarger reached out and yeah. told me I won. Yeah. Really? I mean, it's fine. Do things I'll fall apart when I'm not here? They yes, are. They do. A little yeah, bit. I thought, I thought we did 11 and 12. And then but you did Star high, Drew. Yeah, if Star Drew says, says I won. Yeah. Thank you, Star Oh, well, if it's Star Drew yeah. saying it, then of course I'm going to say You know, they track of it so well. There you go. But thank you. Well, look at that. Honorary in my heart, win. In my heart, yeah. I, I believe you won. Then wait, then you. you lost? I didn't lose. I had 11 million. So, so who lost? Tony? Did you lose then? Somebody shot big. I thought somebody went like 25. I went big. I went. I thought I, I I put in like seventeen. I'm the, I'm checking right now. Once. Well, well. Anyway, I mean, yes. I saw it. So we yes, all we all saw it. saw it. Wait, uh, everybody saw it. Yes, yeah. everybody saw it. Hey. All right. Yeah, I went seventeen million. Look at that. What Said I want to hear first. Yeah. Carrie Lane, share your thoughts. <laughs> well, stacking um, it. Uh, stacking it. <laughs> no, no. Um. Well, also one random thing. My audience was doing the stupid stuff that you're kind of doing at the clicking thing, because. Okay, it's like at theme parks when you go to a haunted theme park and your friends scare you, and that just ruins the overall experience of you waiting to be scared. And so I'm watching my nice, quiet audience, and other random people were doing that stupid noise. And I'm just like, can you not make that noise when they're. Yeah. But it just it it detracts from it's the like film one as a thing. So, but whatever. Um, I I will say I was underwhelmed. Uh, I know Tony was super excited on Horror Movie News, so I was getting like, okay, well, this looks cool, and it was like at Sundance, and it was uh, supposed to be like this super scary movie, and I was like, okay, cool, let's check it out. I didn't think it was scary at all. There were a couple visuals that were good and disturbing, which I'll give them that. Um, I don't want to spoil it because it just came out. Um, uh, yeah, there were a couple of them like, oh, that's really cool. I didn't really care about the characters, so when things happened to them, I was like... Okay. Uh, yeah, just very underwhelming. Like, what, like, I think we're, it's like the last, like, 10 minutes or something, 20 minutes. I was thinking, sitting in the theater going, okay, this could have an amazing ending and make it super cool for me right now. And then I, it was not as amazing. I didn't know what I wanted, but what I got was not, didn't win me over enough. So, I'm sad to say as a horror fan, I was very underwhelmed. Yeah. Ooh, one clap, two yeah. clap. Really? Ah. Not clap I don't agree, that. but I appreciate it. 
I there's appreciate specific it. I mean, it's, reasons, it's, but it's, inter it's interesting to hear. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, and then I really wanted to, like, I want to hear what people did like, and then we'd have to discuss later, like, more specifics. Yeah. But that's that's something that I always found. I worked at a video store for many years. When people go, oh, I don't like it because it was bad or it was whatever. I'm like, no, no, give me specifics. Right. Like, what are things? Yeah. Like, it just, there were, I felt it was lacking. I felt yeah. it had potential. To, to put into context, too, of, like, the whole scare factor, I mean, you're on, we're both on horror movie news. We've seen a good we amount of so horror movies. We've watched so many horror movies. movies, yeah. Yeah, so, like, the fact that you weren't that scared from it, it makes sense. But, like, Amy, you rarely watch anything horror. How did you feel? Mm. Were you scared? Were you... Was your heart racing? Can I pause real quick, though? But, like... And you can add if it made you yeah. feel tense. Because even, like, those of us who watch horror movies, you can still feel like, ooh, I was still tense. Like, there's right. very few movies that get me scared anymore. But I can sit there going, I was, like, uh, um, the noise one. What was that? Don't, uh, place. Thank you. That one, like, not super scary. But there were moments where I was tense. Like, I'm tensing up because I was anxiety for it. Like, ooh. But this one, I didn't really have that. Amy, a non-horror movie super fan. Well, here's the thing. And I don't watch, like, I don't know, f multiple horror movies a month. But I I used to be the kind of person that would literally like try to avoid horror movies. Nice. And then, f fun little fact, 1408 came out <laughs> back in the day. And That's a good right? one. Right? Yeah. I saw it in movie theaters. Is that the John Cusack? And yeah. The yeah. Oh, my God. That was a good that one. <laughs> well, I watched that one with my eyes, like, just covered pretty much. <laughs> And even before that, Signs was the first introduction. A couple of years ago, I binge-watched, like, in all of October, just horror yes. movies. <laughs> I was yeah, I here already, mm -hmm. right? Okay, so maybe this last year. And it just kind of, after a while, when you've seen so many, I would see multiple in one day and be like, horror movie, like, I got this, it's fine. And I hadn't, I mean, besides A Quiet Place, which wasn't scary, it was tense, yeah. but that's why it was just like, yeah. I hadn't had, um, like, a good horror movie and I'm not a big scaredy cat, at least not anymore when it comes to horror movies. But this one, it, okay, so it goes, it keeps going, right? And then it gets to a point where it could just stop and you're like, oh, okay. But then it keeps going. You're like, oh, okay. And now we're here. And I think that's why sometimes people just kind of got, not lost, but they lost you. Because you're like, this could have been really good, but I wasn't on board. People next to me after the movie are like, WTF, they didn't. They said the whole thing out. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, fair enough. But see, I the, I honestly was very tense, scared. It was one of those where I was like, ah, why am I watching this? It was late at night, very late. And, nice. yeah, but the audience as well helped because they were gasping. And I was like, wait, why? Why? Ah, no, okay, that's why. And it just added... <laughs> What? I just imagine, it, like, where are you looking when they're when you see them gasping? Like, yeah. what am I looking I had, for? What? I had my jacket in front of me, and I was what? like, I can do this. What? Oh, no, don't even. Oh. No, calm down. No, calm down. <laughs> um, and it was the first what? The first third of it. It's kind of slow. It's a different kind of I, feel. I would tell people that too. Going yeah. in hereditary, even if you're interested, that's fine. It's a slow burn, but. Do not take that as like okay. That's not really Once boring. it burns, though, it's, it burns, it, which is ah, fine. But too many old burns. You should know ahead of time they're slow burns because that will make it more enjoyable. Woo! 
No, I mean, like, we talked about Red Sparrow in horror movie news, and that one, knowing it was a slow burn, I probably enjoyed it more than I would have, knowing, okay, it's gonna I don't be know. Slow. And I also suggest, that if you haven't seen any trailers for it, don't watch the trailers. Don't watch just trailers go in. Yeah. But if you have, like, just go in with whatever you're expecting. Because I literally, like, I, whatever. Um, but there was a lot of really cool... Not even jump scares because they don't build the music, you know, the cheesy way where it's like, oh. I did appreciate that. They didn't do like noise. Yeah, that scare. gets annoying. So it was That's one old. of those where you're like, I'm not, nothing's going to happen. There's no crazy music. Oh my God, it's right there. That's what made it extra good for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, Sorry, I'm boring you. Second <laughs> I'm counting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think as a general viewer of horror movies, not a total newbie, but not super experienced, I really enjoyed it. And I think that people should give it a shot. And it's freaking good. It is so good. And I think you should watch it at night, honestly. So now should we balance next to the next negative and then the next positive? Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it, it's fine. And then it just, like, goes cuckoo banana pants. And you're like, it kind of reminds me of, what's that, Paranormal Activity 3? The Ghost four? Dimension? Not the Ghost Dimension, but it's the one where they they... <laughs> Involved with like the, uh, the the family, and they go to the other, the other house, and they realize more things are at play. Oh, the one with the coven at the coven at the end. Yes, yeah. was that three I, or four? Uh, I can't remember. I believe it was three. Yeah. yeah. So the way that like it kind of builds up to that at the end, you're like, all right, this is a uh, kind of bonkers town. So it all depends on how you want that that bonkers town. You just bonkers compared town. hereditary to to paranormal activity it three. It hurts man. my heart. There you it go. Really I did it, Anthony. And I'm trying trying to provide balance, you know? We're like... If I, Anthony, if I had to rate it, I'd put Paranormal Activity 3 above Heredity. I'm just going to mute you now. That's crap. No. no. Oh, Solely on Tony Collette's performance. <laughs> Neil, oh Neil, Neil, oh, Neil. No, Get in on it. She Get in great. on it, Neil. Yeah. Freaking Oscar worthy. She's a goddess. She's fantastic. I... She's up there with like Chevy Duvall now from the in The Shining, or she's up there with um, oh yeah, like any horror icon. She's up there now. Like she's she's there with like Reagan from like The Exorcist. Like yeah, it's fantastic. I felt concerned for her as like an individual that I'm like this must have been so stressful to be at that energy level the whole so often. Mm -hmm. I'm like. But that I definitely her monologues were insane. Yeah, her alone just just. So brings the movie. <laughs> Neil? I really like the movie. <clears throat> I really liked it. Uh, I would actually compare it to The Witch. If you guys have seen The Witch. Fair. Yeah. Uh, and if you like The Witch, you'll probably like Hereditary. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the same beats. It's uh, the motif is like the self-destruction of a family in both movies. Um, and there's also like something quasi-supernatural going on. So, if you like The Witch, go see Hereditary, because you'll probably like that, too. Um, now, getting to like the final parts of the movie, this is um, the writer-director, uh, Ari Asker. This is his first his debut feature film. And you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell, uh, based on like how the beats moved. I would say like some of my complaints about the movie were some scenes, the beats were a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically when she, not to give any spoilers, but when she's... Um, Toilet Collette's character is telling her husband to uh, uh, set one item on fire. Mm-hmm. That goes on for a long time. It does. The I beats are a little bit too long. And I get it. They sort of wanted it to play out naturally. And the camera shows that as well because it's a, it's one shot from like the foot of the stairs to like a, to, like, a, a mm-hmm. turn to like the living room. 
So they planned for it to be a long take and for her to mostly do all the work. Well, for her to do half the work because his work was also stellar because he was very resistant. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated what he was bringing to the scene as well. Um, But, yeah, they're a bit long. And that comes from, I think, from an inexperience in directing. Just a little bit. I feel like I'm really eager to see his next movie because I hope that he tightens those things up because that was my problem with it. Um, I thought it was... It was very slow. It could have used um, a few more anchors of interest throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is the little tidbits of um, the little tidbits of background you get on the characters all sort of culminate to what you find out is happening mm-hmm. at the end. Like uh, again, without context, when. Um, uh, when Charlie said uh, was complaining about Grandma how she wanted me to be a boy, I was like, "Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's a makes you feel for her a little bit." But it had another, it had another action. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, "That is very, very smart screenwriting." You really don't see that a lot. Usually, those lines are just to make you feel for the character, and then the throwaways. Mm-hmm. So I was very appreciative of that, um, and that happened a few times. That wasn't just yeah. like that wasn't just that one scene that happened a few times. The whole does that have nuts in there? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a little heavy handed. It was. I yeah. loved the heavy hand then. Because he said bees nuts. Was so- bees no, nuts. Uh, I do like that. It's the actress. It's Aunt Lydia from Handmaid's Tale. Oh my gosh! I was like Aunt. I love him. Aunt, Aunt Lydia, run! Yes. Um, yeah. It was the she the was disturbing parts Fantastic. were pretty disturbing. Though they were a little too few and far between. Yes. And the ones that were there were sort of culminated near the end. Yes. Um, I feel like uh, the marketing is doing a little bit of a disservice to the movie. Or maybe like a medium disservice to the movie. Oh my god. Because it's saying like, like this is the most disturbing horror movie of all time. Like the the most modern, disturbing horror classic. I wonder who these reviewers are that we're all saying. Well, I understand what they mean. But these, what, it's so much, it's so much like. The witch, and they weren't saying these things about the witch, so I'm like, you should have just done what they did mm-hmm. with the witch, where it's like, it's good. It's a solidly written, acted, casted movie. It's shot really well. Cinematography is kind of bonkers at times, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be your Gore-Tex slasher flick. It's not. It's a family self-destructing and slow. So yeah. if you know that going in, you might like it. Well, see, and I would say that by it starting off slow, people are like, whatever, wimps. People are going to actually get scared of this. And then you kind of just let your guard down. And I think that's what happened. That I was like, okay, whatever. And then when start, like stuff starts happening, you're like, okay, I'm a little scared now. Okay, oh, this is happening. Oh, what in the world? And then they just keep going. But by it starting... What? Was, I would imagine that's uh, Amy just showed you her real life reactions to this, the film that's yeah, going on. It's movie reactions. You've seen my trailer <laughs> reactions, the same thing. But yeah, I think that's beneficial to the film, to the audience, to like the viewers, just bringing the guard down, not a big deal, and then wah, exactly like that. Uh, sadly, the person that hated it the most is Anthony in the booth. <laughs> So, Anthony, tear into this film. Let us oh know my how God. much you hated it. I know you this, talk, we'll talk about it more uh, in a couple days. This was a steaming pile of gold. This movie was fantastic. I enjoyed so much of this movie. Um, I, to put it into context how I saw it, it was a Thursday night, a whole day's worth of work afterwards. Stephen and I 
uh, Stephen Lemieux and I went to go see it uh, at a midnight screening. No, it was actually 11 o'clock. Yeah. And it was wearing? a Thursday night. And I was wearing my pink tank top that you like, Frank. I like that. And, uh, <laughs> and so um, it, there was barely anyone in the theater with us, really. it was When we walked in, we thought it was if it was still happening because it was so empty. But anyways, we saw it. Um, what seats did you sit in? My God, it was it's so good. It, this is a film that respects the viewers, unlike anything I've seen. Um, it's so smart. It's so well crafted. It's so it's shot so well. You're laughing. That's fine. No, I just was like, we'll t- we'll have to get into more on horror movies because I'm like. I want more explanation. Yeah, I'll destroy you on that too. That's fine. Okay, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Please, I want that because This is one of the, <laughs> It's good because all right, well the essence of the film really lies within uh, Tony Collette. No, yes. The film is nothing without her. Yeah. No, her she's amazing. her and Alex are phenomenal. They creep me the hell out. Um, I I hate the hype around this movie because it's definitely hurting the movie. I wouldn't say I wouldn't go to say it's a, it's the scariest movie, and you get people like Gary who like believe it and go in and want to get it scared, and then they're disappointed when they're not scared. So the thing is, you don't buy into the hype. You don't. You just watch the movie. You just think it's a good movie. And this is uh, set everything aside from the genre and everything else. This is a solid film. Like this is a great film. Oh well, look at that. Uh, words to live by from I, Anthony. I, I think it's well, <laughs> timing of it. films. Oh, actually, wait. Uh, now that you mentioned, so uh, Hereditary was at Sundance, uh, Searching was at Sundance, and then um, actually that one I haven't heard about that coming out yet. Summer of '84. I I saw Searching later, and I saw Summer of '84. Now, like those, I loved, and they got praise at Sundance, and then I saw Hereditary now, and I'm like. Anyway, but side note, searching, that's actually more intense thriller, and there's nothing supernatural in that one. Searching looks pretty intense. It, the trailer just dropped. I'm so excited. And so hashtag you guys starting see John Cho. Yes, he's amazing. So if you guys haven't seen that, yeah. <laughs> side note. Uh, I also, which one did I see? But I saw the trailer for Unfriended 2, The Dark no. Web. Oh, yes. Oh man! Mm. All right. Uh, also, Sense Eight finale dropped on Friday. If you guys haven't watched Sense Eight, you need to hurry up and watch it. And the finale is amazing. Halloween twenty eighteen official mm-hmm. trailer. Yes. What did you guys? Th- ah! you, you, thumbs down. Damn, Neil. Neil, interesting. What did you not like about that trailer? Yeah, it's like whatever. <clears throat> she knows the bus. That was my problem. I mean, there's a few problems, but of course, there's a bus crash in the trailer. Of course, where all the prisoners get out. All of them. Yeah. It's not like any other bus crash where it just crashes and their cells inside the bus remain intact. It's flipped. Of course, you know, when a prison bus goes on its side, everything is defunct and you can just easily escape, which is what everyone does. But oh, the yeah. thing that got me was when in the following shot in the trailer, she's shaking like her grandchild or something. She's like, the bus crashed. And then like her daughter or someone walks in. She's like, what bus, mom? <laughs> and me and my boss were watching this trailer and we paused it and we're like, she knows the bus. Like, she's just aware of the bus. How are they going to spell this out? Well, I mean, and I she guess just, I she just she's... keeps tabs on the bus. Also, why are they transferring all of these people? Because the faces, like, you can recognize some of the people were in the same prison than he was. Why are they just moving all of them at the same time? Stop it. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. That's Freddy versus Jason bullshit. And I'm not standing for it. Well, how about that nice shot, though, of the prison yard? 
I like it. That was a beautiful shot. It was a really nice shot. Yeah, it's pretty great. But why were all the dogs barking? And why was everyone laughing? The evil presence around the shape. It's just a guy. The shape. It's a guy in the mask. It's it's the shape. It's something in here. Neil, it's the shape. Well, hey, real quick. Somebody in the chat was pointing out Hotel Artemis. We didn't talk about that, and a few of us saw that. Yes. Yes, Wait, did you see that? No. Okay, two of us saw it. Wait, Tony, did you see it? No, I didn't see it. Okay. Well, got half our table. Yeah, uh, hold on. Artemis, I felt the same way about. Well, actually, no, I think I. Yeah, a little bit of the, like Ocean's Eight, where the premise is really cool. Uh, actually, you know what? I probably would put it above Ocean's Eight just because it's a fresh concept as opposed to Ocean's Eight, where it's a heist film. It's kind of that same universe. But it's just, it, it tees you up to you wanting to see something awesome at the end and then really under delivers. Kind of agree. Yeah, I feel that one. Um, I would say I enjoyed it. Um, the trailer makes it way cooler than it actually is, but I think you should lower your expectations. Like, there's good action. I like the world that they've kind of placed, but they don't tell you a whole lot of context, but that's fine. Uh, I like the environment. The characters are fun. There's some awesome action sequences. Actually, a lot of interesting uh, humor, too, that was pleasantly surprising. Like, you know, because it's the... Oh, you're bleeding or, you know, something where it's not really supposed to be funny, but that was funny. Uh, All the, yeah, quirky characters. It's very quirky. It's a quirky, like, not post-apocalyptic, but kind of in that realm. And, yeah, the ending isn't, like, grandiose per se, but that's kind of okay. Uh, It's not really something that, but it's, it's a little, the trailer makes it, like, here energy level. It's a little more like, oh, cool, you know. So just go in. A little lower of those expectations because we I know we talked about the trailer and we were like, oh, it's not the way upgrade. That trailer was as much as I loved it. Mm-hmm. I feel Hotel Artemis, the trailer was here, and then I was a little bit more like here. But I still recommend people see that one. That one was pretty fun. Though. Yeah, I mean, Hotel David Deist was good. Jodie Foster yeah. was good. Their yeah. relationship was good. Uh, again, I think part of my underwhelmingness is with Dave Batista. Like, you feel like he's getting teed up to be. Yeah, he could have been have in it more. And mm-hmm. just uh, how he's served at the end of the film and just even the way that everything is shot is kind of underwhelming well, it teases there can be more and is. there's kind of a little bit not quite post credits but you think it's over and then there's a little bit more footage but there's nothing at the end end yeah, but, yeah. uh yeah so i mean it's still worth a watch yeah but yeah just yeah i, I agree with carrie going with your expectations lowered uh and running out of top five avengers infinity war another 6.8 million dollars uh, folks, uh, we're running out of time, but you know what? There's still always time to bet on next mm-hmm. week's box office bet. There are two films vying for your hot vote in the chat, and that's Incredibles 2 from 40, on 4,200 screens and a little film called Tag. You're it. From <laughs> Warner Brothers on 3,300-plus screens. So which one would you like us to, to, to do the box office bet for? Let us know in the chat. But while we do that, we'll break down what we think is going to be next week's top five with these two films entering the mix. Do you see... Uh, Incredibles 2. Yes. Number one. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that everybody's buzzed and the initial reactions from people seeing it has been fantastic. Yeah, so. It's been incredible. Huh. Amy, you're... Well, come on. I'm surprised. Ah, you didn't ah, say it. Ah, you're uh, welcome. Uh, Ocean's 8, how do you think that holds up on a second week? Does it say number two? Does Tag possibly come in? I think Tag could come in. Because, okay, that's one where that trailer you kind of go, this looks really stupid, but maybe really funny. But is there anything, like, super stupid <laughs> in theaters right now that if you just don't want to well, like, think, you know, you Blockers did pretty well, too, and that was kind of stupid comedy. <laughs> yeah. And that one was actually pretty funny. 
It's so good. I really like that. I don't know. I think I think it'll be a fun watch. I have a feeling Ocean's Eight will still hold on to number two. Two, yeah. I think you're right. And I think Tag will come in at three. Uh, then I think it's just Solo, Deadpool. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, Incredibles, Ocean's Eight, Tag, Solo, and Deadpool two. That's what I think my Same. top five would be. I'll, I'll be different. I'll be contrary. I'll go with uh, Incredibles, Tag, Ocean's, Solo, Deadpool. Hmm. Sorry, bumping that hereditary out of there. Ooh. You're not that sorry. Not really. No. <laughs> Hashtags are not sorry. Uh, Neil, you have any differences there? Yeah. <clears throat> Incredibles. Oceans tag. Solo Deadpool. Well, look at that. That was a beautiful pick. Mm-hmm. Now got... Yep. yep. That's the same. <laughs> yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for our box office bet, and of course, the way that works is that you're going to vote on a film, either Incredibles or Incredibles Two, excuse me, or Tag. We're going to bet on what we think the opening box office gross will be. The person that's closest will be the prognosticator. Prognosticators like Carrie Lane is this week. Look how happy she is. Look what look what winning that title can do to you oh, right yeah. there. Look at the glow. Yeah. Uh, and then What's the loser. Golden light. <laughs> well, have to go and see this movie and tell us all about it. Uh, so while you're chiming away in there, just uh, for everybody else. Uh, Incredibles when it opened up back in 2004 it opened up to 70.4 million dollars do you think, I think this I will could... do better no. yes mm-hmm. no no I do you don't think so why is that because but I think that of the Pixar films I think this is one that people have been clamoring for a sequel for the mm-hmm. longest time mm-hmm. and I know that we've talked about we and we've covered a lot of films that have come back after a really long hiatus with a sequel to underwhelming results I don't think Incredibles 2 is going to be that, especially now with this word of mouth I'm hearing as well, too, mm-hmm. that it's really delivering. Mm-hmm. Also, it's all the people who saw it before, so it's, you got their nostalgia points, and then depending on their age, they have kids, so they're going to take their kids, too. So mm-hmm. Get but those Neil, numbers. What, what, what makes you think that it will not deliver? I think it'll deliver about $70 million, hmm. <laughs> which Maybe. is pretty good for this environment. Because of everything else that's in theaters, that it's a little family but, friendly, though. Exactly, family friendly. Always what does Deadpool well. too? <laughs> I did see some kids with their mom, like getting ready. To, like they look young teenager going oh. to see it, but still, it was like, "Mom, do you know how much it's what this movie?" <laughs> we saw a few kids in Hereditary today. Oh, <laughs> like thirteen years that's old, great. probably. All right, Aww. like Charlie's age. Perfect. Let's go. Let's go yeah. driving, everybody. After the show, mm. there you go. Watch out for those poles. All right, uh, Anthony. Uh, what are we Jack, looking at here in this in the chat, everybody? Ken Jack said it was uh, Incredibles. Incredibles two. All right. Incredibles yeah. is now up four, uh, four to, three. to three. All right, then Incredibles two. Incredibles two. It is. We all said it's number one. So yeah, why not? So there we go. We're gonna shoot for the moon on this. Just how much of a number one will it be? I'm. It was seventy before. Seventy point four million back in two thousand four. Hmm. I have no idea. I want to. I want to think optimistic. I'm gonna go very yeah. optimistic. Oh yeah. Why not? It's a good jumping off base. Yeah. All right. I have no idea what to do. Everybody have to, oh, Neil is yeah. Neil. Your boy is uh, typing our stuff up. You ready it's to go, your Neil? Boy. Anthony, are you? Do you have a number, sir? Oh, I have no idea what to guess. Well, guess away, sir. Oh shit! All right. Um, eighty-five. Okay. Oh, nice. All right. That's very nice. There you go. Amy Cassandra. Well, 85. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Carrie Lane. 95. Oh. Ha, I did 85. Ah, wow. 
What is Neil? happening? <laughs> you, guys gotta, you guys are going to laugh. And Neil. 85? 84.5. No oh! way. Are you kidding me? So you're the, I'm the high and they're twins. Yeah. And that's that's great. Triplets. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Triplets. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be <laughs> quite the competition. Collusion. <laughs> I say collusion. <laughs> Uh-oh. I uh, will not admit to any Russian tampering of this box office bet. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. But as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And give us a thumbs up while you're there. Or two, or three, or four. However many that you have. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. As always, we couldn't do the show without you and your witty insights and your really cool facts and information. But if you're watching this after it streams live, Carrie, what can they do? Uh, since Incredibles 2 coming out next weekend, let's ask a question. What is your favorite Pixar movie? Comment down below. If anybody says Cars, I'll be sad. Hey, Cars 1 is good. Mm, oh, actually, no, Cars. I'll give you yeah, Cars, right? Cars one. 2. Cars 2. If you say Cars 2, get out of okay. here. That's a, that's a rough watch. The good uh, dinosaur. What? <laughs> Anthony. No, I'm kidding. Come on now. Toy Story. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to stay in touch with us even after the show is over, Anthony in the booth, where can they find you, sir? Yes, you can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore. My name is Anthony Becerra, and Hereditary is awesome. That's it. What's up, everyone? Sorry you had to d- drag through my vocal cords this uh, evening. You can find me at places where people are found at the Neil Plumley. That's T H G N E I L P L U M L E Y. Also, a quick shout out. I had some friends watching tonight Caitlin and Ryan Faroki. What's up, y'all? It's good to see you. <laughs> I knew you can't see them. But they can see That's you. That's thinks. Oh, okay. You look guys are good. That's really scary, actually. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. You can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ. Uh, so thank you so much for watching. And that's it. For Anthony, me. that's not the same. Which is without you saying nailed it. I know. It. I was kind of waiting for it. She's yeah. like it, not uh, impressed anymore. I didn't know that. That's whatever. What? What do you didn't know? I didn't nail it. I didn't nail it. Mm. Oh man, it's a I package deal. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> MTZ nailed it. Yay! <laughs> uh, and then my name's Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's gonna do it for this episode of Box Office Break. Then we'll be back next Sunday night. Will Neil's voice be here as well? <laughs> Who knows? Uh-oh. Uh, it's looking a little dicey. Uh, until then, go see some movies, everybody. Yeah. Goodbye. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.